You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. Hey guys, welcome to the after laugh. I'm very excited. I'm here with my new friend. On his recliner, you got some sweet recliners, Rocky Dale Davis. What's up, dog? <laughs> I do. I've never done a podcast. This is like the most comfortable chair I've ever been in for a podcast. It's it's so funny because you've walked around my house now. You've been here for a couple minutes, you know, <laughs> and it's like humongous house, nice yeah, nice big house, and has nothing in it. <laughs> Literally, it's got. <laughs> I have two blow up mattresses because my friends came, and uh, and then you walk into the garage. We got you know probably a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars worth of whiskey on a cabinet from Target. You have a three thousand dollar podcast table, a three thousand dollar TV. The shit's hilarious because it's it's and then you know, I just got two recliners. This is my life, dude. Unfinished garage, not even fully primed yet. You can see where I started right here, yeah. and then did not finish the rest. <laughs> I feel like you are you're like the new generation of comic because you're much younger than me, Rocky. Uh, you're, no you're, one would tell that though. If we stood side by true. side, no one <laughs> no one would think we're like we're so far in age. No one would guess it because I don't. You don't look your age, and I don't look my age. Well, you think you look older than your age? I guess because you, you're just a big guy. People just assume big guys are just Dude, I'm older. 28, dude. I know. You're, you're a baby. Yeah, you were shocked when I said that. Everybody's yeah. shocked when I say it. I think because it's a mixture of the way I act. I do, I do smoke cigars, which is like, that's like an older thing as well. <laughs> I drink bourbon, which is like, I drink like nice bourbon, like Buffalo Trace, yeah, yeah. Old Forester. That's an older thing as well. And so we're doing all that along with, I guess, like what I've done in my career and everything, yeah. and like no one thinks you're like I'm 28 years old. Yeah, no. Well, you're you're very successful, and Rocky. I mean, I, I you know you're obviously on your way to huge things right now, and that's part of the reason why I want to talk to you. I want to be here at the ground floor before yeah. it all blows up. So, uh, if you don't know Rocky Del Davis, you might have seen him on things like you did uh, Bring the Funny, right, on NBC. <laughs> yeah, did that. I heard some mixed things about that. Yeah, show. I heard like the show was kind of a weird. Can we weird... cuss on here? Of course. I, I, I just didn't. I always ask. I always ask, and I'm like, what? Are, what am I doing? Morning radio in Des Moines right now? <laughs> yeah, um, that show is awful, dude. That show front to back was one of the worst shows I've ever been a part of. It was complete bullshit. They pitted me and Matty Rife against each other. You yeah, know, Matt. I, I had I talked to Matt, Matt about it on the podcast. He used to, yeah. <laughs> it was garbage, dude. They were garbage humans. They were the worst people ever. The show sucked. The pay sucked. So, it did nothing. <laughs> what was it about the show? Because, I mean, obviously, NBC, when you got the gig, it must have been like, Jesus Christ, it's going to be huge. When I got the... I turned the gig down before I got it. I really? I, they called me about it. Because it was so funny. Um, when, they, when they do this stuff, uh, you've been through this probably... They like they're very secretive about when they're doing it, yeah. and so I remember uh, the it was Nathan Baker casting, NBC casting. So, uh-huh. But it's like it's fun because they, they they cover all this up. So like Nathan Baker casting is not yeah. even a real person, and um, but they called me and they told me about this competition show on NBC, and I said no because I'd already I auditioned for America's Got Talent twice, yeah, and I was both times were brutally like bad. I the Nigel the main guy of the show. Oh, so you got that far because when you. A lot of people don't realize when you audition for these things, you usually go through like a pre-scheme process. Dude, you, you get through the fifty guys. processes before you yeah. know you get to those. So yeah, so I I got approached um, from it, from a, a cast whoever was casting um, from uh, for, for America That Talent. I got approached by them and they asked me. They go, look, you'll come to Queens. Um, they were in, in New York. They go, you'll come to Queens. Um, you'll come out there. You have to, don't have to wait in line or anything. Yeah. And you just go in and audition. Yeah. And I go, okay. So I'm in. 
Forest Hill. I didn't realize how big Queens was. So at a certain point of Queens, you can't take a train anymore. No. You have to bus out there. Yeah. And I had never been on buses. And, I mean, I will never go on buses again. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why Rosa Parks fought so much to get on a bus. Like, it's, it's just hopping an Uber, Rosa, you know? Yeah. So we, I go out there. It takes an hour and a half, 9 o'clock in the morning. Told to get there at nine. I get there at nine. I walk like kind of like in just the door and just like standing there. And then I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" And they go, "Who are you?" And I go, "I'm uh, I'm Rocky. I'm one of the Q auditions." They go, "Uh, yeah, don't come in here." And I'm like, "Um, where do I go?" They go, "You're too early. Leave now." And I'm just, so I just leave and I call the girl that's like supposed to be like telling me where to go. She goes, "I don't know why they're doing that." She goes, "Oh, they rescheduled to eleven. Sorry." I, so I just sit in Queens till eleven. They're yeah. rude as shit. Go in, finally, get brought into an area, go to audition for Nigel. It's a gymnasium in an old high school in Queens. Oh, wow. Walk to the, all the way to the middle of the room. You know, he's in the middle. All the way in the middle, and he goes, what's your name? Blah, blah, blah. Is it just Nigel? Just Nigel. Nigel and the camera guy. In, yeah. a, in a gymnasium, in okay? In a gymnasium. So they, they tell me, they go, do your act. Um, so I do my act. I'm about like... How much time did you give you? Uh, they, he just told me to start doing my act. Yeah. And so I, I'm about 10 seconds in. A cleaning lady walks in from the right <laughs> side. of. So I'm not letting them. This is a story. Walks in from the right side of the gymnasium. You just see that the old gymnasium door. Boom. You know, just walks in. And then fucking she yells because another cleaning lady walks in from the other side. <laughs> and boom. Boom. And they're yelling back and forth while I'm doing my act. And I'm just kind of like doing it, like staring forward. And Nigel's like looking and he keeps looking. And he goes, hey, um, so one second. He goes, hey, hey, what, um, what are y'all doing? And she goes, oh, oh, sorry. So we, we talk. And he's like, yeah, you can't be in here right now. <laughs> and then they go, oh, see, 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 see. And they, and they both, the other lady walks from this side. So she walked really slowly, just walking <laughs> through the back. And then he goes, all right, continue. Yeah. And I'm just like, um, where was I? I'm from Alabama in a trailer. You know, and he just goes, all right, you can go. And so that was my first experience with it. My second one, I went back in Arizona. Did the Q audition again. I went in front of one person. I went in front of the other, I think like two producers, the two main ones. And um, they go, man, we love you. They go, we love your act. They go, you've been on TV and stuff. You're obviously good at what you do. They go, so um, what's your family like? And I'm like, family's cool. They go, Any, anything like, you know, anything like, you know, that really pushed you in life to, to make it for them? And I'm like, no, I just always wanted to. Oh. I go, they go, were well, you guys like poor? And I'm like, yeah. And they go, how poor were you? I go, really poor. They go, was it, was it tough? And I go, no, I'm like, when you're poor, you don't even know you're poor. It's fine. <laughs> and then they just go, so your sister's deaf? And I'm like, yeah. They go, that must be tough. I go, no, nah, I used to fuck with her a lot about it. I don't really care. <laughs> and then they just go, all right, you can go. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, we need the human interest story. It, it, it's so ridiculous, man. It's like, why can't it just be talent? Like, we yeah. talked about this the other day. Me, you, and Tony talked about what if Netflix just did a last comic standing, but with you can say whatever you want. Mm-hmm. No stories, no bullshit. Just did a regular. It would work, but I think they. I think he said like they tried to do it or something, or that they, they, they something got held up where they were going to do it, but they couldn't because apparently it's I don't know. So he told, Tony says there's some reason they couldn't do it, but it's like you don't need the bullshit. You don't yeah. need the the. Uh, this is how. Uh, this is so sad. This guy has one arm and he can't breathe, but he still can sing Dolly Parton's "I Will Always Love You." It's like that shit's so stupid. Why do you need these interests? 
interest stories. Just make it about talent. If someone's funny, people will like them. I yeah. would hate for my career to be built off something wrong with me or some like, you know, oh, I, my life sucks because of this. My, yeah, everybody's life fucking sucks, dude. Like, yeah. yeah, like, did I used to get beat when I was younger? Yeah. Is it so sad? No. Fucking everyone gets beat, dude. Shut up. I, I didn't get molested. I won up those fuckers. You know, it's like, it's like however, however hard your life is. If you got beat and molested as a kid, okay, yeah. that sucks. But guess what? Someone got beat, molested, and then beat again. So yeah. it's like, what are you bitched about? Life sucks. Life is terrible. Do your shit. Move forward. And quit fucking. I hate, these TV shows push that narrative along. That's why you see all these kids now. They want to sit there and bitch and complain about everything. Because that's what they're taught to do. Yeah. That's exactly. what you're taught to do. Every, every episode of every TV show is like, oh, my God. What did Sarah say? It's like, <laughs> that's how people grow up in society now. Yeah. Yeah. Victimhood has become like a badge. If you, if the more of a victim you are, the better. And I think that's been around for a long time. But I think now because of social media, it's just much more in people's faces. Yeah. And people, yeah. I, I guess they think that the powers that be, wherever they are, think that if you're an underdog, people want to root for the underdog story. So they try to always create an underdog story no matter what. Yeah. Everybody's an underdog. It's like, no, bro, th- th- that's not how life is. Alabama hasn't been an underdog in 10 years, and we have beat the fuck out of every team we've played almost. <laughs> we've won six national titles, I think, in the past 10 years. Yeah. And so it's like, we're not an underdog. Sometimes you're just better. Yeah. So you, so LeBron James, not an underdog. He's just a bad motherfucker. Yeah, so yeah. stop portraying the stereotype in life that you, the underdog's going to make it through, and you, you can do anything you put your mind to. You can't. You cannot do anything you put your mind to. Yeah. I want it to be a basketball player more than anything in the world. Really? I am not tall or fast enough. My body, genetically, I have shorter legs than my height. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I wear a 32 inseam, but I'm 6'3". doesn't make sense, but that's what God gave me. Yeah. You know what I can do? That? I can make fun of people. So that's what God was like. Hey, quit being a dumbass. You're not going to play basketball. You got dunked on 15 times today. <laughs> Go tell fucking jokes and make fun of the guy that dunked on you. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. You know. <laughs> so when you were growing up and you were in high school, were you kind of pushed in the, the athlete lane? So it's so funny because people look at me now. I'm a bigger guy, right? Yeah. I lift weights and stuff and, you know, I'm amazing physique. Um, <laughs> but and it wasn't that funny, Bill. Um, but it's funny because I was in high school. Uh, I was like, I was more of a, I was more of like, honestly, like almost like a nerd, dude. I mean, I, yeah. I was not big in high school. Yeah. And so I didn't play sports either. You weren't even tall in high school? Nah. And I didn't hit puberty until 11th going into 12th grade oh, wow. year. So yeah. it, was, it was the 11th grade summer um, going into 12th grade. I was five, five, six, five, seven oh, wow. before that, 200 pounds. And I was like fat, super chubby. Yeah. And then I hit puberty and I went to like six foot one, 180. Yeah. And uh, then I started wrestling as well. And that helped uh, a good bit with the bullies and stuff. But it's so funny because I tell people story. Like, I have a joke about me getting picked on in high school and no one believes it because <laughs> you look at me now, you're like, you, oh, that was the guy who picked on people. That yeah. was, you're the dude who picked on everybody, dude. Yeah, you're the yeah, guy yeah. who used to say racial slurs at me, you know? <laughs> And so I'm like, no, I swear to God, that was not like I I got picked on so much in high school, and just because of your weight. Well, you're because saying? here's the issue: I've always been a smart ass, right? Yeah. But I've always been I'm a smart ass. When you're a smart ass and you're not a football player and you're not attractive and you're not cool, you're just a smart ass. That's yeah. just that's not a good thing. That's you're like we're gonna whoop your ass now, like because yeah. like if you're the popular guy and you're not funny, your only thing you have is to be aggressive, right? Yeah. And so when I'm embarrassing you in front of your girl, now you're upset at me, right? Yeah. And so, but then I hit puberty and I like shot up in the sense of like where I'm big now. 
I can whoop your ass because of wrestling and I'm funny and everybody likes me. You know? So then senior year, because I, I won Homecoming King. You did. Cause Two t- years t- prior, I cried myself to sleep at my house, like <laughs> saying how much I hate high school. So you kind of have a little bit, do you feel like you have a little bit of ugly duckling syndrome? Yeah, I definitely, I have small man syndrome. Still. Oh, really? I have, dude, it is, you, you, you're looking at me right now and I, I have, I have small man syndrome. Yeah. I, for the longest time. If someone said one wrong thing to me, I was like, oh, I'm going to whoop your ass now. <laughs> like, it was like, and, and you would like, it doesn't make sense because you would look at it. it, it my whole life. You look like the guy who, who would never get in a fight because someone's going to fuck with you. Yeah. And then I'm the guy like, what did you say? I can't get ranch with the wings, bitch. <laughs> so I've, I still have this small man like syndrome and I've gotten rid of it the past couple of years because I realized fighting just doesn't make any sense. Oh, never. And does. since then I've been attacked three times. Really? <laughs> yes. From comp- I know you talk about in your act. Which I got attacked story. by a girl. I got punched in Vegas, which that one, you know. Was that the casino story? Yeah, that, that, that story. Casino. That story is fucking genius. Yeah, so the, the casino story was the guy, this open mic comic, her boyfriend was there. She was a competition. And so I was the headliner for the week, LA Comedy Club. Yeah. And so, you know, they have no fucking security. That club, I mean, yeah. I love Vegas to death, but bro, we ain't got security <laughs> or nothing. We got one guy making drinks, okay? We got one guy serving. The server is also the sound guy. Yeah. You know, let it ride. <laughs> and so we're out there doing the, I'm the I'm the headliner and they go, "Hey, can you stick around for the open mic showcase tonight and just do like five? And I go, "Of course I can." So there's this little open micer and she she was uh she had brought her boyfriend and her boyfriend brought his friend. And so I'm in the back and I didn't know they were linked together. Yeah. But I'm in the back and I'm looking at this two guys up front, dead center up front, and they're talking through every comic set. And every I see every comic open micers like noticing it but not knowing how to handle it, you know? Yeah. And so I get on stage, I say, I say like a couple things, and then they, I, I hear them talk. And then I go, hey, guys. I'm like, hey, y'all can shut the fuck up now. Um, I was like, you're ruining this whole competition for all these people competing. And then the guy goes like, two minutes. Two minutes. You got two minutes left. And I was like, oh. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, do you think I'm on the same clock as everyone else here? I'm like, I'm a headliner, you yeah. little bitch. <laughs> I was like, I'll do as much time as I fucking want. And he goes, boo. And I'm like, did you hear that? You're the only person that made a noise. Yeah. And then he said a joke. And I'm like, I, 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 point, I go, open mic in the back. I'm like, you hear that? I'm like, that's what it sounds like when a joke doesn't work. <laughs> and he starts fuming. I start making fun of his girlfriend. And I, I do like 20 minutes on this You guy. knew it was his girlfriend when you were making No, no. I just saw her up front, right? Yeah, yeah. And I could tell she wanted him to shut the fuck up, too. Yeah. You know? But I start, I start I'm doing everything. It was great. So I make fun of him, do a big joke at the end, get an applause break, wink at him, and walk off stage. And after the show, I walk into the bathroom, come back, and he's walking down. They were leaving the show. And he sees me, and he fucking lights up. And so now here's the issue. Now, I normally would have loved to fight the guy. And then... I still have the mindset of someone that wants to fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Where like I haven't been out of fighting that long. Where I still have the mindset. And so he starts getting in my face. And I'm like, what's up, bitch? Like, what's up, <laughs> pussy? And I'm like, because I, when I get mad, like I smile a lot. And I'm like, what's up, pussy? What's up, bitch? You know? And then he's like, you want to go outside? I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to go outside, dude. And so we start walking. And then I'm like, oh. I, as it's such a this is the in the joke but it's such a long walk in vegas to get out of a casino it's hard to find the way out yeah. you forget you're going to fight and so <laughs> i have like that moment of like post nut clarity almost right where we're walking so far and I, we're on an escalator we're together <laughs> side by side on an escalator waiting to go down and i'm like there is there's no way this ends well 
There's no way. He hits me. I get knocked out. I possibly bang my head. I hit him. He gets knocked out. He hits his head. I tackle him, take him to the ground. Security sees me on top. They tase me. He sues the club. The yeah. club don't let me come back. And I'm, I'm like, no way does this end well for any of us. So we get to the bottom of the escalator. I walk to the right. I go to the security desk. This guy is spitting in my face right here, spitting, oh, yelling shit. at me. And then I'm like, I'm like, man, 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 can we get security? And she goes, okay. She's like, they're five minutes away. And so then he goes, he's like, he's like, like kind of like, like really in my face. I'm like, let me, let me get him outside, right? So I walk outside. He jumps around for a minute, takes off his shirt. And, um, and I was like, well, are you going to hit me or not? And he goes, what's up? What's up? And I was like, okay, dude. And I was like, you're wasting my time. And I walk back inside. Now, this is the moment of the story where I prove how stupid I am. <laughs> Because when I go to walk back inside, he goes, are you going to be a bitch? You're a pussy? And then in my mind, I go, well, I can't be a pussy. I have to go back out and, and hit him. <laughs> like now. Marty McFly. You call me a chicken? Yeah, literally, dude. I tell it to my girlfriend. My girlfriend goes, so wait, you had an opportunity to insult a guy and his girlfriend. You get him to leave the establishment and you can walk back inside unscathed. Yeah. And I go, yeah. And she goes, but because of your ego, you didn't want him to think you were a pussy. And I'm like, well, I'm not a pussy. I, like, <laughs> she goes, no, no, no. Now you're a guy that he can say he whooped your ass for the rest of your life because he hit you. And I'm like, well, when you say it like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I go back out. He says something. He shoves me. And I see the punch coming. And it just fucking clocks me. And then he takes off running. And then, you know, I stand up. And I'm just like, all right. Yeah, and then I just, I walk over and I got a big cut in my face. I think he was wearing a ring when he cut me, but he kind of like uh, had like a little cut right here. Yeah, and I walk back inside and I just go back up to the bar and they're like, "What happened?" I'm like, "He hit me." They go, "What?" And and then security like runs up to me and they go, "So we need to ask you some questions." And I'm like, "Fuck you guys!" Yeah, I just did your job for you. <laughs> and so the funniest part about that story is the whole thing of like where I'm kind of glad it happened. Yeah. If we go outside and I walk back inside, there's no story there. There's yeah. th- th- and if I hit him and knock him out, what, where's the funny in that? Yeah, yeah, I knocked a guy out the other day. That's not fucking funny. Yeah. Him hitting me is the funny part of that <laughs> fucking joke, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, that's why in life I realize as a comedian, we have to do stuff that puts us in bad spots. Yes. That's what life's about. Yeah. Is putting ourselves in bad positions so we can be in spots that are every story I have that is really good during the moment was absolutely miserable. Getting yeah, punched in the face, getting scratched by the lady outside the casino, going horseback riding in Denver and having a horse that tried to buck me off four times, yeah. riding an inner tube down an inner tube and losing my phone and my keys in a river, taking a $120 Uber back to the Laugh Factory in Reno, walking in with no ID to the front door with short swim trunks on, no shoes, no T-shirt, bloody knees, <laughs> bloody ankle, bloody head, and saying, can I have a room key for Rocky Del Davis? <laughs> Why people are in the lobby looking at my face on the screen yeah. for Rocky that's how you got in. You're like, look, that's me right there. I'm like, that's me, dude. <laughs> so it's like those stories that happen. That's what makes like it's funny, not at the moment, but they always say this will be. We'll, we'll laugh about this one day. That's yeah. how comedy is. Yeah, no story is sure. funny. It's like, and then we all won. It's like, no, <laughs> dude. That's why relationships. Everybody goes, oh my god, men. Comedians, they hate their wives. It's like, no, dude, we love our wives. But yeah. me telling you a story about how great she is isn't fucking funny. Yeah. Me exactly. telling you a story about how great I am isn't funny. Yeah. You need to be self-demeaning or demeaning to someone else. Yeah, for sure. Do you ever feel like you're at odds? Because you're in a relationship now, yeah? Yeah. For how long? Like Four years. Four years. So, because I've had a situation before where I was, I was dating a new girl. And she was like, you never talk about me in your act. And I was like, oh, shit. 
So then when I talked about the act, I would make fun of them. And yeah. they get mad that I made fun of them. I go, what do you want? That you is me- what, that's, my girlfriend used to do that too. She used to get on that shit. And I, I cleared that up real fast in the relationship. Yeah. I was like, hey, I was like, you're either in it or you're not in it. I was like, I can quickly say one of my ex's names if you want. Yeah. Let me know. You know, yeah. do you want to be in this bitch or not? Yeah. Because she would get like, she would get like, oh my God, you never talk about me. And she's like, you don't talk about me when I'm bad. I'm like, Laura, me saying how, how you bought me to Brooks and Dunn and it was the best concert ever isn't funny. Nothing's funny. <laughs> yeah. Me making fun of you licking my ass is funny. Yes, it is. I've been so there. It's, yeah. it's hilarious. So it's like, you know, it's, it's, it kills me. Nate Bargatze has probably the best joke about this ever because he's obviously, he makes phenomenal wife jokes anyways. But um, he goes, he goes, my wife, um, she gets, uh, she gets mad when I don't like her pictures on uh, Facebook. And he's like, he's like, I like the picture. When you took it, I said, I like this. He goes, he goes, I'm also in the pictures. I don't know what else I could possibly do with this picture. <laughs> and it's like the same thing with her. She goes, you never like my photos. I'm like, Laura, I'm in the photo with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, 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 I like, I like the photo. Yeah. And she's like, well, you don't like it on Instagram. I'm oh, like, God. what are you talking about, dude? Yeah. I feel like Instagram is like the death of so many relationships with comics oh 100 percent. instagram instagram ruins everything and, and instagram i hate i mean i fucking that i you know dude you know how hard it is you know how hard it is to grow a following of people to come see to, yeah. not, not not just grow a following people have grown followings but to grow a following that will then buy tickets to come yes. and see you and to sustain it as to well sustain it so you so i spend my entire career Pretty much focusing on social media, doing TV shows, amounts to 8,000 followers. I don't sell any tickets. I have nothing. I start posting clips. I have the opportunity to go viral on TikTok, which makes me go viral twice on Instagram. My page goes from 8,000 to 138,000 followers that buy tickets, that come to TV shows. This unique and amazing opportunity that not many people get in life. Yeah. And then Instagram, because I said white trash, decides to take it all away. That is really crazy to Bro, me. it keeps me up at night. I would be lying if I did not. I sat in this fucking garage for a month. I sat in this garage for a month and was angry because it is so humongously hard to sell tickets in comedy. Yeah. And it's our dream. That's all any yeah. of us want. That's yeah. all. If you ask any comic, hey, Matt, Matt Reif, right? He, he, he acting and stuff. If you told Matt, Matt, you could be a famous actor or you can sell tickets on the road. I guarantee you to sell tickets on the road. Sure. Every comic wants to do that. I had that. Yeah. To have it. And I haven't had it taken away. So what's weird about that is because obviously a black comic, if they say the N word on their Instagram, that's fine. Fine. But as a white comic, and you're probably, you know, for lack of a better word, you're probably more white trash than 98% of the comics out there. Yeah. You know, I have a... I, have a, like I would my, say, I would say 100%. I don't know who's more white trash my, than me. My, 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 I have a t-shirt that my merch was like, I'm, uh, it, was, it was like half white, half trash. That was my joke because my That's mom good. was kind yeah. of from the Appalachians. My dad was like, whatever, normal. So, uh, Appalachians normal. white trash as shit, dude. Yeah, exactly. Appalachians is so white trash, Yeah, bro. yeah. She's like Irish. You know, her, her parents from Ireland moved to Appalachia. So... So that I never had a problem with that before because I said, well, how could anyone get offended by that? But the fact that you were kind of soft banned by Instagram for that is such a bizarre. I was hard thing. banned. I was hard banned. No, no, no. I mean, um, and by the way, so what that look like? By the so way, so it, it was, it was. Um, so first, let me let me to take up for my African American folks. Um, they did go after. Uh, it wasn't just me. I wasn't yeah. being targeted. It, it was a bunch of people. There was a new uh, thing that was put in 
They've been adjusting the they, – they changed the algorithm for years. Yeah. You know, like, no offense to what Dane did on MySpace. It was amazing. Yeah. But it was also a different time sure. where if you if someone followed you, they saw what you posted. Mm-hmm. Now you get about – maybe if you're 5% of who follows crazy, you actually yeah. sees what we post. So with, um, with what happened to me, it was one week where the algorithm changed where they started using a computer like crazy amounts. And so they started using this computer and a bunch of people at once, like a bunch of black comics, a bunch of white comics, liberal comics as well. Um, they all got hit. We all had something get fucking hit. Yeah. Mine was white trash. So to put it into perspective, um, from January till about uh, when this happened in June, June, I think, so January to June, I probably had in total maybe Five or six shows that didn't sell out. Every yeah. other show was selling out. Okay, it was pretty crazy. We were selling at least 200, 200 tickets in every market. Okay? And uh, then this happens. And uh, before, I was going about 1,000 followers every day or two. And I was at 1.1 1. 1 in uh, accounts reached every seven days. So we go from that. Oh, shit, my phone's ringing. Let me change this real quick. Sorry. So um, so we go from 1.1 million accounts reached. White Trash is posted, gets taken down for hate speech and bullying, right? I repost that, tell me how bullshit this is. That uh, A clean bit, by the way, that airs yeah. on Sirius XM. You're a very clean comic in general. And, and, it, uh, and it airs on Sirius on the, on the clean channel for kids. And it gets taken down um, again. And it says your account's at risk to be deleted, right? Yeah. My account over the next week, by the way, over the next week drops to 69,000 accounts reached per seven days from 1.1 million to 69,000. Wow. And I don't grow a single follower for, I think it was three weeks that I was shadow banned. Um, in Cincinnati, Columbus, uh, Charlotte, and Raleigh and Greensboro, I did not sell, uh, combined, I sold two tickets the entire time in all of those markets. Wow. My ticket sales, I lost in total conservatively lost about $15,000 during that time. Wow. Uh, it's crazy, man. So then, agent reached out, William Morse. Yeah. Huge agency. Thank the biggest. them. And so they reached out, got it resolved, right? Within five days, my account booms back up, okay? Yeah. And it shoots back up to uh, 1.1, uh, no, 1.5 account, million accounts reached. And uh, I shoot up I think like five, I think I shot about a thousand a day during that time frame. Yeah. I had a clip go like uh, do like really like five hundred thousand uh, views from that, so it was great. Everything was booming again. Tickets flying off the fucking shelves, riding along. Right then, July I think it was eighteenth. Um, they started having uh, sensitive content control, and yeah. someone sent me a p- picture about it. Probably someone sent it to you as well to warn your followers. I didn't really think anything of it. Yeah, and then I remember I was trying to chase a friend. Um, I was trying to have more followers than he had, and I was like five thousand behind. He was very stagnant. I was like, I'll beat him in a couple of weeks, and then um, my followers weren't growing, and I, I kept looking each day, and they weren't going up any. And I was like, that's weird. That's really odd. And then my accounts reach starts dropping about thirty five thousand every day. Yeah. And uh, now we've been, you know, we're two months into this, and my accounts reached has dropped to uh, eighty nine thousand yeah. from one point five million. And uh, my followers, I have not grown. I've lost followers. 
in the yeah. past two months. And is that because you're labeled as a mature adult comic now? or I don't know. I, I wish I knew, right? I, 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 know that a, I know that this new rule, I talked to a couple people, and they have all been affected. I mean, Trix, I don't know if you know Trix. He's a comic. He got affected tremendously by this. Um, uh, even like the Pimple Popper page apparently has been affected. Wow. And because sensitive content control is put on everyone's phone. What it's, if you're listening right now, it's on your phone. Yeah. And it's automatically set to limit. Yeah. And no one knows about it. They did not send it. They should have sent out a whole email. Instagram should have been like when you log in, it should have given you the option of what you want to do. Yeah. But no, they're just doing it. And it's and I, my ticket sales, my podcast listens, my merch sales, everything has dropped drastically. Yeah. I, I was in uh, Addison Improv this weekend. And, you know, you meet people have shows like, hey, I want your Instagram. And so usually if you just type Bill D, yeah. I'm like the first or second one comes up. Right. Nothing came up. Nothing came yeah. up. Yeah. Type the full name, Bill Dawes. And they go down. They have to scroll in all the way to the bottom to yeah. see me. And I'm verified. Nothing yeah. else is verified. Then you click on it and it goes, are you above? They have to verify that they're above 16. Are you fucking serious? Yes. So you can only follow me if you I didn't know it was that the far. whole name and then verify they're above 16. That's how the first time I found that I was, I was, um, I found that I was shadow banned. Uh, someone typed in my full name with 130,000 followers and verified. My fake accounts popped up. I didn't pop up. Yeah. And I tried with the whole rooftop, crazy. and it was the same. That was when I found out the shadow ban first happened. No, um, yeah, man. I didn't know it was that far. I didn't know it had gotten there. So that's why I made a transition recently, and I said, I, 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 I can't waste my time with this anymore because I, I put a bunch of time and a, and a bunch of money in the Instagram. Yeah. Not on ads, but like on editing, on sure. recording sets. Um, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I mean, I, I, this account gave me everything I have them and TikTok did, but if they're going to keep fucking with me, then I'm just going to, I'm going to build it somewhere else. So I started a Patreon and I've started my YouTube and growing it. And I'm just like, I know it's going to take a long fucking time to build this back up, but I'm done wasting my time putting into a place that dude, what they're doing is criminal. It's you're taking, you've like, bro. I've sat in this garage and literally like cried because they don't understand you're taking you you know how much it sucks when you start out comedy you want to find the people that want to see you yeah. and what sucks is when you found them but then you can't access them yeah that's what really I have 400,000 followers on TikTok I have probably 20 violations on there I can post a video and it'll get 500 views wow so I have 4,000 so the same thing happened to you on TikTok as well yeah so I have four thousand. I think I think it's four hundred and ten thousand followers. Do you know what it was on uh, on TikTok? Was it the oh, white trash dude. thing? Or was it something Bro, else? It was uh, the white trash thing got pulled down on there. I had a bit about Waffle House get pulled down on there. I had a bit about a penis. I had a bit um, where it got pulled down for nudity. I'm clothed in it. Okay, <laughs> I had I got pulled down for child pornography for posting a bit making fun of a child's book. I've everything, bro. So that see, it seems like if someone doesn't like you or they're just a general troll, they can just report you for fun. Yep. And Instagram has to take it seriously and look into it. And yep. Temporarily you know, suspend when you. you have so many reports, they pretty much just automatically take it down. Yeah. Or they just show it to less people naturally. So, and, and this is what really sucks. So, let me just, I'll, I'll go, I'll give a little, uh, a little inside business for everyone yeah. listening. So, when you sell out a club, 
my deals now on the road. I get uh, get a guarantee, you know, get like three, four grand guarantee, mm-hmm. um, and then I get an option after four grand. It uh, it result it re- resorts back to a eighty twenty door deal. Some yeah. places ninety twenty or ninety ten. Yeah. If uh, if I, if I know I can sell, and so um, most weekends I can walk away with twenty twenty five thousand dollars, right? Yeah. If I had access to my one hundred and thirty eight thousand followers and my four hundred and ten. I could sell out if not I, I could at least I could at least be making 10 to 15 grand a weekend yeah at least um, and instead in in uh, in Huntsville we sold uh, 66 tickets which before um, revert back to uh, when everything was just regular uh, we sold 120 in a week Wow so that sounded like drastic the ticket sales yeah. have changed and so it's it's fucked up the financial aspect of things it's fucked up my reach i can't reach people i'm not growing the same way and when you don't grow you you're wasting your time yeah and so now i have to start over on, on an app that i've never really been on like youtube, YouTube which yeah. but i have to start over but that's just what it is now man sure and that's sure. just it's just it's crazy though that They've and we re, by the way we've t- I've talked to Instagram. My agency reached out and they kind of just told us. So they've to, talked to a human being and the human being was like, and hey, they were like, "Fucking deal with it." Jesus Basically, Christ. what they said: yeah. "Fucking deal with it." Yeah, I can't believe it's not a. But I, I can't say I can't believe it's not a bigger news story. It is a big news story to everyone I talk to, but I don't yeah. see the videos. You know? Yeah, I mean, I'm not really. I, I haven't really been pursuing it the same way you have, but I definitely noticed. Like, you just get like twenty five hundred. Maybe three thousand likes on a, on a photo or something yeah. like that, and I had a, a video that got like close to a million. But now I put them out there, and sometimes it'll get like forty thousand views the video, and then sometimes it'll get like five thousand. The the most viral video I ever did was how a white man says the n word to a black man. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that was like really big on, on on YouTube. I posted on my Instagram, and it got like three thousand views, probably because it's a, a trigger word, and yeah, you know, dude, I so I, here's the here's probably the so I used to, I used to. This is gonna sound crazy, but because of the, because of the clips I had from me roasting the crowd, that clip would generate followers every day. I what, mean, was, that, what was the clip exactly? It, I roasted a guy for fifteen minutes. Yeah, and it just, um, it just was one of those nights where crowd work was just. It was actually unique crowd work, which yeah. is hard to do. It's hard to not just do like, oh, your shirt's stupid. <laughs> but it was just one. Of, the guy had the guy had crazy answers for everything. Yeah, and it was just it worked out great. And so I had this whole bit. That's what The Rock followed me off of and everything. Oh, so The Rock just randomly saw that. Yeah, tell the story about The Rock situation. Oh, yeah. So, so I posted. Uh, I hired a social media team. Uh, yeah. This was last year. I had no money. Hadn't got my unemployment. Still haven't got my unemployment. And um, my life was in the shitter, bro. I was 30, 40 grand in debt. And, um, but I had Leanne Morgan. You ever heard of Leanne Morgan? Yeah, I know that. Southern is. comic. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. Never sold tickets, right? Really nice lady, very funny. Yeah. Okay, so um, I had saw I was right before COVID happened. I saw uh, Leanne Morgan, uh, Stardome Comedy Club, six shows sold out, and I wow. was like, "It's a big ass room." I was like, "Well, maybe, maybe it's like the, the ticket they link's not it. working, or you know, yeah. something like that." And then I looked at Zany's Nashville, um, five shows sold out, and I was like, "Wow, that's fucking that's." That's two two places can't be wrong. Yeah, and I looked at Huntsville. Huntsville's, in my opinion, one of the hardest markets to sell in the country because it's a new club, it's a new market, basically. Yeah, it's an upcoming city, but it's not like they aren't used to comedy yet. Uh, 
And I saw she saw like six shows there. That's like a 350-seat fucking room. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on? So I asked Lucy at Zane. He's like, dude, how is Leanne selling out? She goes, oh, she hired the social media team. So I hired, I looked at the social media team. They were expensive as shit, and I had no money, right? But I sold some things. I moved some things around, and I hired them for three months, okay? Um, all the money I had. Can I ask how much that is? Like, is two a grand a month. Two grand a month. Okay. Two, by the way, two grand a month when I had no money. I had uh, I have lo- my, like I have loans out from friends. Yeah, it, for just to get by. Rolling the dice, but I fucking rolled the dice. Yeah, hired them for three months. Nothing happens. Nothing. And I, dude. So I spend all this money. Nothing happens. Okay. So uh, I get back on TikTok because my nephew he wants to make a TikTok. This is around November. I had to move back home, live with my mom again. Things are brutal. No shows lined up at all. Back home to, to where? Alabama. Alabama. In a, in a single wide trailer, sleeping in a bunk bed. Okay? You moved back to the single wide. Or, so sorry, sorry, double wide trailer, but sleeping in a bunk bed. Yeah, in a bunk bed. Yep, in a wow. bunk bed. My mom's in my mom's uh, guest bedroom, and um, and so I'm in that room. Bentley calls me. He's like, I want to make a TikTok, and I was like, Well, I got kicked off the app. Cause I, got, I got kicked off a while back when I had like twenty thousand followers. Yeah, and uh, and I was like, I don't have it. He goes, Download it. And I was like, okay, dude, whatever, fuck. So I downloaded it, we make a TikTok, and we posted it. And it gets like 300 likes with no followers. And yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, like I, I, have, I can use the app again. Yeah. Because before I basically got where they wouldn't show to anyone. Sure. And so I hop on. Me and Terry T are going to Chattanooga um, Comedy Catch. On the way there, um, I think I'd sold 32 tickets. So going to make no money. It's going to be yeah. an awful fucking show. I, while I'm driving... I post my Kevin Hart clip where I made Kevin Hart laugh because I filmed a sh- I filmed a show with him in Comedy Central years ago, and so go do the show, you know, whatever. Hop off stage, and uh, when I get off stage, I have two hundred and fifty six thousand likes, wow. not views, likes. Yeah, that's a lot. And I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I told the lady Danielle, who books it, Michael's daughter. I was like, "I think you booked me at the wrong time." I, was like, I think this is going to be something. Yeah. Right. So I go home. And um, and I'm going I'm going to drive into Mexico to get my teeth fixed, right? And so on the way to Mexico, this shit shoots up to like a million likes. Wow. And I'm posting while I'm in Mexico. I'm still posting just old clips. Pages flying up with likes. Then my Instagram is getting some of the spillover because you don't get a bunch of spillover, but you get some, some right? Sure. And so I'm getting some spillover. And then I have three months of back videos that are all posted correctly for Instagram from the social media team that I don't no, no longer hire. And so all of a sudden, roasting the crowd and the bit about anal sex starts blowing up. Yeah. 20,000 likes, 30,000 likes, 40,000 likes, 50,000 likes. All of a sudden, 8,000, 10,000, 12,000 followers, 13,000. And I'm starting to blow up on there. And I think we're at like thirty five to 40,000 followers. Then I had booked uh, a gig in Kansas City for New Year's Eve. I was just a fill-in spot, me and Terry T. And the gig sold out. And I was like, well, maybe it's New Year's Eve, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's just what happens. And then January comes around. We're at like, you know, 40,000, 45,000 followers. And um, someone tells me The Rock follows you. They come to a show. They go, dude, The Rock follows you. And I go, no, he doesn't. And he goes, yeah, and they show me. I lose my fucking mind, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lose my mind. And then I do a show, tell everybody on stage about it. I'm losing my shit. I go home. I get drunk and make a video thanking The Rock, being <laughs> yeah. like, dude, thank you so much for like sharing this. I love you. I'll kiss you right now. All this shit. I post it to Instagram. No thoughts about it at all, right? Yeah. I'm in Dallas a couple weeks later. 
um, all my shows have been selling out at this point. And uh, I get a notification. I get like 50 at once. Everybody like I'm like everybody's seeing the Rock video. I'm like I guess they just saw it. I don't know what happened. The Rock had reposted it on his Instagram. Wow! And I shoot from fifty thousand to sixty thousand that night, right? Yeah. Instantly, and uh, and it just it was a wild thing to as someone who grew up in the '90s to have like somebody solidify you like that, dude. Oh my God, like a yeah. sol- like you you we think we're funny. I think I'm funny. I think I'm good at what I do, but I honestly don't know. I don't know if I'm funny. Like, I think I am, but I, I've seen guys that are hack as hell or guys that aren't funny kill. So I'm like, fuck, am I funny or am I just being, you know, a crazy person? <laughs> and, but then I, when he did that, it fucking boosted my confidence. And then, um, he commented on a few more posts since then. Followers kept shooting up because of it. Yeah. And, um, shows were selling out and everything was going good until we get to the Instagram thing. But now I'm like, I guess I'm kind of like friends with the Rock. Have you talked to the Rock? Have you had conversations? I haven't had a conversation personally. We're in talks about some things. Yeah. Um, he's kind of, we've been in contact about some stuff, but I haven't talked to him directly because I want the first time I meet him to be, I want it to be organic. Yeah, I want it to be on camera because I want I want the way for me to meet. I don't I don't want to waste that moment of because course. I can tell you when I meet that guy for the first time, it, I'm gonna act like a little fucking baby girl. <laughs> I'm gonna suck on his nipples. I'm gonna lick his neck. Like I just I I just want to I want to meet him organically, and that's you know that's what I'm trying to. So you were already a big fan of The Rock before this happened. Were you a big wrestling fan too? I do. I grew up in the '90s. I grew up yeah. with Stone Cold and The Rock. Like the, 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 I was The Rock one year for Halloween. I was Stone Cold one year. So when I met Stone Cold on Redneck Island on CMT, I met him. I did a show with him. I was blown away. He's like yeah. the best guy ever. And so that's what's so funny. My mom, my mom's an idiot. I love her to death, but she has no idea about this business. She thinks she fucking does, but she has no clue what she's talking about. But she always said, she goes, RD, you just got to meet Ron White or you just got to meet Joe, Joe, Joe Rogan's. She always adds an S. Joe, Joe Rogan's. Rogan's or just, or just uh, The Rocks. If you meet them, they'll help you out, which is that they won't. Like most people won't help you out, right? Yeah. But it's now she's like, see, I told you. <laughs> if he just saw you, he would help you. But now nah, I'm just, I'm stupid old Ann. I don't know nothing, do I? And I'm like, Mom, do you realize... The, what, the, the probability of him meeting me like do you understand the probability of that clip going viral at that time him being on Instagram he saw it just just because it popped up yeah the luckiness of that the, it was pure fucking luck now did your social media team were they responsible for placing it in uh, such a way that the rock saw it no nah, no nah, they just posted I, I love those guys to death but they, did, they just posted it with um, they posted it with just with just like uh, captions on it and stuff. That what they did that was clutch because I hadn't even hired him at the time. The second The Rock reposted my shit, they saw it and posted two new clips. Yeah, which also kind of like those clips did like half a million a million views. Yeah, so it was fucking sick. Yeah. So so how does that work? So you basically just send them a bunch of content and then they like yeah. curate it. Basically, what they, all they are is really graphic designers. If yeah. you hire, because I, I hired them back for a bit, now I've, I've, I've unhired them again because now it doesn't make any sense because yeah. my Instagram is dead. Um, but basically, I'd send them content. They would uh, design the top and the bottom. Uh, they also will like run your events for your ad, for uh, they'll run your ads for your events and stuff. And um, that they 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 do that pretty well. They're they're really good for Facebook people. Yeah. Facebook and because Facebook they can kind of target the ads more. Instagram's a little weird with ads. Yeah, um, and th- th- they did a great job because that top and bottom lettering does a lot for Instagram. Oh, for sure, it's very clickbaity kind of. But if you yeah. can clickbait with good content, that's the goal, you know. Yeah. 
Um, but they, they did a great job at that. A bunch of the titles for what they did are the reason the videos took off, you know? And, um, but the main thing was the TikTok, me going yeah. viral on TikTok, having that organic influence come mm-hmm. over. That was such a huge thing. Like, like I'll probably, when I eventually do Joe Rogan, I'll probably post the roast in the crowd bit again. Yeah, because I just sure. know the organic reach. You know, Rogan, if you have a good Rogan, you probably bring in seven, ten thousand followers into your Instagram that day. Yeah. So if I can bring that in again with this same clip, because I'll post it. I don't give a fuck, man. I'm just trying to get more followers. You yeah, know, absolutely. so I'll post this shit again. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And so I'll probably post a clip the day that happened. So it kind of just was a perfect storm of where that clip ha- was like was you could read it from my home from my so when you're scrolling down my page you can see the the clip names it says roasting the crowd for 15 minutes everyone loves the word roasting i hate the word roasting yeah i hate saying roasting but people <laughs> it's like a trigger word. roasting is a love. big thing now roasting is so huge i hate roasting i hate all of it heckler owned i hate all that shit but it is clickbaity that people yeah. click on so i mean you know fuck it whatever but now nah, i would send them like content they'd repost it and um they did, they did they did well, but now it just doesn't make sense to have a team on board for an app that doesn't you know respond yeah, exactly because I, I hired them you know for the past couple months and I mean my, they were posting videos and that just was nothing hardly yeah yeah now do you feel that because of this everything with social media I know you mentioned how like hacky comics are doing really well because yeah. I mean I'm saying this for the fans who don't Rocky Dale Davis is one of the funniest comics today man you are fucking hilarious I'm great dude you got a brilliant <laughs> mind you're really fast. <laughs> And you're also you're you're mostly clean, very relatable, very personal. You're kind of like all the things that you know. I am clean, dude. I hate people fucking telling me I'm not clean. I am I'm clean as shit, dude. That's what yeah. makes me so mad. I cuss. That's about it. Yeah, no, no, you're not. There, there are a lot of. I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty dirty sometimes, but uh, yeah, I, I look at you, man. The thing that you want to be as a comic, me and my friend, it was like a CPK, right? There's a Venn diagram: clean, personal, and killer. Right? Yeah. If you, if you're clean, you're personal, and you can kill. Yeah, that's the sweet spot for for making money in the business, at least, right? Yeah. So, and I feel like you're you're definitely that, and every, you have an amazing reputation. Everyone fucking loves you. The crowds fucking go crazy for you. So, regardless of that stuff, it's you're still organically growing, but it's right. not the same way that maybe you're expected from from the massive rise of social media. You know? Yeah. I think the thing that bothers is just because. It's just that, that, I guess, the thing that... And I, I'm kind of glad I realized this. I can't let people dictate my shit anymore. That's one of the reasons I hated Hollywood. Yeah. I went there and I hated it. Is because they dictate what happens, right? You know, the, the producers, the directors, the, you know, the bookers of whatever stupid fucking show that no one watches. They dictate your happiness a lot of times, right? Oh, for sure. And so I thought I got around that with Instagram. Yeah. But then now I realized, oh, no, I'm still letting someone dictate my happiness. Yeah. So that's why I was starting the YouTube and the Patreon. Because YouTube will crack down, too, but the Patreon really won't, right? Yeah. And, um, and I have some things that I can't talk about. You know, obviously, you know them. But, like, that I'll, I'll be fine. Like, I'll be fine. I have a couple things happening in the works that will, you know, change my life forever. But until then, I'm still trying to grow. And so I think the thing that bothered me the most, though, was I let people that don't know me dictate my happiness and dictate Absolutely. my career yeah and i was too focused on two platforms where i should have been i should have been like if you look at people that are very successful like you know bert uh tom you know bill burr they're spread across a few places yeah and where they don't you don't really having all your baskets in instagram isn't a good thing yeah because instagram will take it away 
YouTube can try, but they really won't. In a podcast, they can't. A podcast is the yeah. most important thing on the earth because you can take away whatever you want. You can't take away a podcast. A podcast can go on a fucking server that no mm-hmm. one can touch, and you can talk. Look at Alex Jones, you know? Yeah. So I think that was the thing that bothered me about it, you know? Yeah. As I, as I let someone who doesn't matter dictate my mental thing, you know? Yeah. And I know you talked about how you didn't really want to be an actor, and that is really acting in a nutshell for the most part. Is that you need people, you need a bunch of like tastemakers to decide. Even if I, you know, I audition for shows and it'll be a small part in a show and I have to go through three fucking sets of producers. Yeah. Like, is this guy good enough to, to be a fucking medic on SWAT for two days? Yeah. That, that was my big, because I, I can't. How long act. were you on Hollywood trying, trying to, you know, I bounced mess back people. and forth. I was more or less in New York for a while yeah. doing it. Um, but I was out in Hollywood, I think it was three months. And um, in that three months, I I hated everything about that place. <laughs> Did your agent send you out for auditions? Did you go into the room? I had, so I had I had more or less I had that happen in New York. Um, I went in because I was trying to at the time when I lived in L.A. Um, I had, I had just uh, fired my man- manager, and so I went in for a commercial audition. I remember I went into uh, Phil Stewart's town. I think it was Phil something. And so when I went out there. I remember I walked in the audition room, or walked in the, the, the room for the commercial agent, and we sat down and we're talking, and he goes, yeah, man, so can you lose your accent? <laughs> and I go, I don't have an accent. And he goes, oh, you can't even hear it? I was like, no. Nah. I was like, mean, you sound the same. He goes, we don't. And I was like, okay. He goes, well, can you lose it? Because you're going to have a tough time getting work with a southern accent. I go, I go, yeah, Matthew McConaughey's had a really tough time. Yeah, his whole Theo career. Vaughn's really been struggling. Yeah, it's like, you're a fucking idiot, dude. Yeah. And from that, and I remember the guy told me, too, he goes, uh, hey, man, when you shake hands in Hollywood, don't look people in the eye because like, you kind of like shake hard. You don't want to intimidate them. And I was like, you're a pussy. You're a fucking <laughs> pussy. I'll, I'll fucking, I'll beat you up right now. You know, like, it's like, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah. I hated the whole, New York was shitty too. New York's more of like a shitty lifestyle. Cali has like a better, but I don't know, the parking in California is insane. Yeah. I, the whole, I, I realized the thing that made me happy was like with Austin. And cause I, I, I won't be in Austin forever. I, when did you move to Austin? I moved in April. April. Okay. I lived in Vegas for a bit and Vegas was fine. The comedy kind of sucks there. But um, the lifestyle's better. I realize, like, you know, with all this shit, you have to be happy. Yeah. Happiness overrides anything. Anything, yeah. And so, you know, when you're in L.A. and you're fucking sitting there sleeping in a one-bedroom or, you know, or two-bedroom and you're sleeping on your buddy's couch and you're fucking miserable and your life sucks and you go to the store and everyone's hot and you're fucking ugly because you're just, you know, eating fast food every day and your life sucks dick. And then you go into that room to audition and you say tomato the wrong way and they tell you to get out. It's like, yeah, you're going to be fucking depressed. If you live in Austin, Texas, or if you live in Nashville, I'll, I'll end up living in Nashville one day. But yeah. if you live like in one of these places, you don't, who gives a fuck if, you know, the guy doesn't like you. The guy giving you that audition, that motherfucker couldn't make it as an actor. That's yeah, why he's there. Yeah. He's lame. Or that girl, they suck ass. So why are you letting them dictate your happiness? They yeah. fucking suck as people. Yeah. That's why they're giving you the audition. That's why they're an asshole. People are assholes to them. And when they leave, people are going to be assholes to them, you know? Yeah. And so that whole lifestyle, I, I, I never, I cannot understand it. Especially with people like, you know, like with people that are upcoming, it's like, bro, do a podcast. I hate I didn't do a podcast sooner. I really, I, I like doing a podcast because you can't say shit to me. You can't take it away. You know? Yeah, exactly. When you live in LA, they can take all that away from you. Like this, dude. Absolutely. One, look at Dalia. Dalia was huge. Yeah. And Dalia, they took away a lot. But guess what? Hey, his podcast and his Patreon are fucking yeah. booming. 
Yeah. So you sure. realize, like, dude, dude, you don't have to live in these places. Yeah. You don't have to let these people dictate your life. Yeah. That's I said. I think it's changed just in the past like year, year and a half because of, probably because of COVID. You know, yeah. people like like Tim Dillon, who's very anti-establishment, very anti-Hollywood, who's making <laughs> yeah. incredible amounts incredible of money. Incredible money. He's a, and he's a nice guy, too. Tim is a very nice uh, dude. He's a psychopath. Um, <laughs> he's a psycho. But it's like Tim is, is probably like the baseline. Tim and Andrew Schultz, if you look at those guys, you're like, man, like I can have this. And that's what I was like. I was on my way to like getting there. Like we were, all, I was on my way to, and now I have to restart and recalibrate, which does suck, you know, because we had so much happening. Yeah. But I'm gonna get there to that level one day of where, dude, imagine telling Tim to 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 fucking read lines. Like a like you're like, bro, I make a hundred and eighty grand a month off Patreon. Yeah. Suck my dick. Yeah. Exactly. You don't matter. You know. Yeah. That's what the best like the best thing is. Is you know I, AGT kind of like reached out again this year, and I just was like, "What?" <laughs> I, I, I sent him my Instagram, like I sent him, I sent like my Instagram, like two sold out show flyers. I was like, "I don't need y'all. Yeah. I don't. I don't want y'all. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck your show. You know." <laughs> it's like, and so like, let's say, let's say I get canceled tomorrow. Um, something happened. I mean, obviously, like if, if you rape someone, you deserve to get canceled. You deserve to go to jail. But uh, it comes out, I've said something homophobic. Rocky's homophobic. Yeah. He doesn't like the trans community or whatever. So it comes out. All right, what's going to happen? I'm going to lose my agent. All right, cool. Um, then what else? What What can they do? They can't. They can't do anything. Yeah. You know. So it's. I, and that's what's going to be funny is when agencies start realizing that, and they and they start not dropping people. We know. Put a put a put a William Morris right here in Austin, Texas. See what happens. Yeah. But you know, like they they rep Brogan, they rep me, they rep Segura. So it's like put one of the motherfuckers right here. Yeah. And when they don't, when when they realize that they don't have to, when they, they don't have to answer this, and then cancer culture will just die off by itself. Yeah. For you know? sure. I mean, I think it's interesting what happened with Tony Hinchcliffe because for a minute it was like this chick little sky is falling. He lost his reps and he he was kicked off tour with Rogan. He's back on tour with Rogan. Yeah. I don't know if he has his reps again. I, I feel like sometimes they, they have to put the show. Yeah. The reps have to say, oh, yeah, we can't approve. And then, like, on the DL, they're like, okay, come on. We're, we're yeah, still yeah. with you. you know? That's the funny thing is, like, I, I just can't wait till they don't have to bullshit, though, you know? Yeah. So, that, so, that, so they can just be like, yeah, dude. No, nah, dude, fuck you guys. Yeah. Like, he was it, you know, like, whatever. We can do whatever he wants. He had two week vacation, basically. Yeah. That made me happy. That made me happy because I was like, oh, because I was, I'd always wondered about, like, if someone was in LA. If someone didn't have to obey by the rules, would how would it work? And when yeah. watching Tony, I was like, oh, I'm going to be fine. We're yeah. all good. And it, and again, like I'm not – first off, I'm not saying anything crazy. But it's like most people aren't saying stuff crazy. Yeah. It's like most of these this shit that happens, it's like, again, the white trash thing. Like it's like – I mean I lost – I lost – so I've lost probably – I counted the other day – but I'll, I'll go lower than what it. I lost probably forty thousand dollars at this point total from Instagram. Wow, that's and crazy. so it's like that's that's something I have to I have to. I'm glad it happened because I'm all right. Cool. I have to change and I have to build this better. So when the opportunities that are happening in the next few months for me, when they do happen and I have this huge organic growth again, I'm like I'm going to lead them somewhere where I can't fucking lose them. Yeah, exactly. and the YouTube audience is the best audience. Because yeah. you grow your Instagram, it doesn't, it doesn't grow anything else. You grow a YouTube, it grows everything, everything else. Yeah, exactly. And so that's what we're just building on now. And I feel like all comics, I'm trying to tell everybody, like, bro, invest. First off, get good. And second off, put it into put it into places 
where you can get it back, you know, like where you can't really like, like my, like my text list is my most important thing now. Yeah. Having people text me because I, I can create a, basically a mailing list and that mailing list, man, that is fucking, that's more, worth more than gold because I know if you're texting this number, you'll either buy something from me or you'll come to my, t- come to my shows, yeah. and which, means, which means you're buying something. Yeah. That's clutch. We have to build that shit up. We have to build our Patreons. We have to build our podcasts. Yeah. So when these people come fucking calling for us and we're the racist white men, white <laughs> men are evil. And I'm like, we're not that evil, dude. We created Target. I mean, come on, bro. <laughs> and also, even if, you, even if you post a video, and this is something I've gotten in trouble for before. My, my account has been taken down, suspended. Like someone, uh, I posted a clip. It was a pretty anodyne clip. And someone posted, some woman posted, uh, I didn't laugh once. Hey, yeah. <laughs> you know, which happens. So I, I click her picture and she's a heavy set woman. Yeah. So I just write a reply. I go, I go, well, it's, I imagine it's hard to laugh with food in your mouth. <laughs> and sure enough, she reported it. And sure enough, Instagram was like, you have, you're, you're close to get your account deleted. Oh, my God. So you kind of can't say. So now when people say the most mean things to you. Yeah. You just got to write. You just got to like give them a thumbs up or like solid point. I just try to like just say something nice. Just the opposite. Do you, you know it's funny? So when someone writes something, I've had this happen a couple times, and I, I think I probably got like a ninety-eight percent conversion rate. Uh, I'll write somebody. I'll say I didn't laugh, or this sucks, this guy sucks, and um, I'll write back. Thanks for watching. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, and then they go. I did. I was just I was just yeah, messing exactly. around, and I'm like, yeah, dude, none of you guys really care. And it's like, because my thing is also, it's it's like you're ta- you're commenting. On a clip that has you know five million views, yeah, and it's like, well, you, what are you talking about? You don't like it. it's like look through the comments of everyone talking but, about how great it is. Yeah, because they want attention. Yeah, and if it, you give them a little bit just, of attention, they they calm it's down. It's just you know, to me, I just guy. I'm like, all right, well, you you're obviously sad. Some things have happened in your life, you know, and so just just live your life, man. You know, it's it's those people. I, I encourage it because they made me that they had one clip. Um, uh, I had a clip on TikTok where these this two dudes were going back and forth, right? And uh, they, by the way, they were conservative and liberal. It was a Donald Trump bit. Yeah. They both agreed that they didn't like me, which is funny. Like, I'm like, I'm what this country needs, dude. I could bring the liberals and the fucking conservatives yeah. together, you know? <laughs> so they both agreed they didn't like me, but they still also disagreed on politics. So yeah. they um, went back and forth, and I'm not exaggerating. I think I have a screenshot of it. They commented back and forth to each other uh, a thousand times. Jesus. It was a thousand thread comment, okay, discussing every political matter ever, right? And um, this, so that clip wound up getting 500,000 likes. Wow. And it was because the comments were so engaging. Yeah. Because right? right now on social media, the thing that sucks is what gets you the most likes is negativity. Is the hate. It's yeah, crazy. it's negativity. And so my bit's not negative, but it creates negativity, yeah. right? Because yeah. it creates anger. And um, so these, these two people comment back a thousand times. And uh, so I wait like three days, right? And um, they were done commenting. And then I commented, tag both of them in the thing, and I go, hey, thank you guys for making this clip. Um, go viral. I really appreciate it. And they exactly. like, fuck you, you fucking suck. Quit comedy, you fucking suck. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, dude, like, I, I, I'm that stuff. That the comments really don't bother me. Like, like that's. Do you read me. the comments? Yeah, yeah. Because I, because I, I, I try to read through. Because people actually ask like real questions. And stuff. Yeah, I try to read the comments all the time. 
comments are something that really don't bother me. I got bothered one time when someone said that they thought somebody was funnier than me. That is so <laughs> clearly not. That bothered me. That actually upset me. And then I realized that they were retarded. And and I was like, oh, okay, that doesn't bother me as much. Yeah. But that, like, I, I don't. Nothing ever really. When somebody goes, you're not funny. It's like oh, I'm probably not. Like I don't know. Like I'm not. I'm. I, I don't. There's tons of times I think I'm like I'm not fucking funny. Also, so I, I believe that like if you're if you're doing it right. Whatever you're doing, whether it's acting or comedy or writing, if there are people that hate it, you're doing something right. If everybody loves it, it means it's just milk toast. It means yeah. it doesn't have any edge. It doesn't have any point of view, really. Because if you're going to have a point of view, you you are going to offend people. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I, I had a I, – like when I watched so – I see someone like I, Ryan Hamilton. You know Ryan Hamilton? He's yeah. He's a comic from New York. He is squeaky clean, okay? Yeah. Squeaky clean. He had a guy, I opened for him one time, he had a guy stand up, flip him off and say, fuck you and leave his show. <laughs> and because uh, his bit, he, was start, he was starting a bit and the bit goes, so uh, whew, Donald Trump, man, times are crazy, huh? That was the start. And the guy goes, fuck you, Trump 2020, and flipped him off. And, I, and it was like, it was amazing because I'm like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? This yeah. guy is clean as a whistle. And then Ryan goes, I think it's the first time that's ever happened to me. <laughs> he's like, dude, I've never had anyone walk. You're talking about a guy that like, he's basically Seinfeld. He's like a Seinfeld almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, it was hilarious because he, people get mad at everything. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I'm just so desensitized to everything, I guess. But then you realize most people are desensitized to, like, most people don't care, right? Yeah. Like, if you're working 60 hours a week, you got a kid that they're going to left toe is going to fall off. You know, you got one kid doing cocaine a lot. You know, you, you, you're doing, you're, you're trying to, you got a husband who hates you. You don't, you just want to watch a clip and laugh. Yeah. You know, or maybe go out for a night and laugh. You don't really care. Yeah. But then the issue is that the people that do care are the loudest. Oh, and also the loudest is the most profitable. Think about right now being a, uh, being a liberal or being a conservative comic is, makes the most money. Yeah. Think about the people that do that. It's the quickest, it's the easiest way to make money. Because once you go one of those routes, you have unlimited content in mm-hmm. the sense that you don't have to even be creative with it. You can just talk about whoever is on the political side. Nancy Pelosi's a whore. AOC's a bitch. You know, Donald Trump's a queer. I don't know. So it's like they do all this stuff, but it's the easiest way to make content. And they make so much fucking money. However, yeah. I, they, they want to get out of that life, though. Yeah. They try, and then they never can. Yeah. Once you lock into politics, you better talk about how Bernie Sanders is an old cuck for the rest of your life. <laughs> that's, what's so, that's, a, that's what pisses me off the most about the Instagram thing is I built a following off of stand-up that wasn't political. Yeah. I got my whole following, like it's it for the Donald Trump bit, which is that, that bit's not even about politics. It's what is the Donald Trump bit? The Donald Trump bit, and by the way, I think mine's the best Trump bit of all time because most of them are like, he has orange hair. <laughs> Shut up. Um I said, um, I can always tell when people aren't from the South because they'll be like, Donald Trump is the most racist person I know. And I'm like, you need to meet more racist people then <laughs> because he's not in the top 50 on mom's side of the family. Yeah. Like if we had an all-star team of racists, he's an eighth-round draft pick at best. Yeah. That's a good joke because it's not about Trump. And I'm not saying he's not racist. And I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying like my family is very racist. Yes. Which is what's funny about it. And so when people get mad at that bit, 
I'm like, bro, it's I'm I'm talking about my family being. I racist. don't know what they're. What are they even mad about? They're about say, that? they're mad that I'm calling Trump racist, Hilarious. or they're mad that I'm not calling him racist enough. I swear to God, that's so I've gotten funny. I've gotten both comments. I've gotten both comments where somebody's like, "You don't think he's racist?" and then somebody's like, "You think he's racist?" I'm like, <laughs> "Y'all both can't hate me, dude." Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I'm saying is my family's racist. They go, "How could you call your family racist?" I go, "They are. They'll tell you. They do not like black. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You can't like my my." My, my my dad's side is like brutal, like brutal. And my, my mom's side, more or less, too. I got a couple aunts. They're pretty wild. My mom's not really racist. Uh, my grandfather's insanely racist. So it's like, what are you talking about? It's like, why can't you just, you know, and sometimes I can't believe you would talk about your family like that. And it's like, no, I'm just truthful. Like, yeah, I, exactly. I tell them to their face, this is how we do, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, what do you think is, is, do you think that social media is the reason cancel culture became such a big thing? Or do you think there's something happening in America writ large that's making people angrier, more disenfranchised? I think, I think it's a mixture of news. I think it's a mixture of where we are as people. I think we're just at that point in our, in our culture. We, but by the way, dude, we've always been like this. Yeah. Remember the Dixie Chicks? Oh, yeah. Remember that? People yeah. forget about that. That was a huge cancel thing. They lost everything from that. That's crazy. And you think about Eminem. Remember, Eminem used to be censored. Remember, you, they used to, uh, you used to, they started with the parental advisory, you yeah. know, stuff like they put that on the albums and stuff. That was a big thing. I remember when I was growing up, is like if it had that, they wouldn't sell it at Walmart or anything, yeah. you know. So we've been in this for a while. It's just more heightened because of the the social media, yeah. you know, culture. But honestly, dude, it doesn't. You, nothing matters. Like nothing. No one cares about you. No one cares about your feelings, and. Nothing matters for real. It's like, dude, Bill Cosby just got out of jail. Yeah. Bill Cosby raped women. Yeah. And he got out of jail. Yeah. So it's like, you know, that's like an awful thing. And it just proves, though, that nothing matters. Yeah. None of this shit, whatever you think, this guy's racist, this guy's this, he probably is, and nothing's going to happen from it. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. And then when you see these people. The women that are talking about like college campuses, right? And they're talking about the rape culture mm-hmm. and they want to get rid of it. You're like, yeah, you should. And that's like, it's an awful thing because they just cover up rape all the time. Yeah. And like, that's like, yeah, let's focus on that. Yeah. Let's, let's put time into that. The yeah. Brock guy that raped a woman behind the fucking, put time into that. But then you guys are like, my pronouns are yes and the. It's like, do you, you are the stupidest motherfucker of yeah. all time. It's like, you think that uh, trans people get killed twice the rate of what I'm like, and it's because of names? No, yeah. it's, no, it's not, dude. It's like, focus on the shit that matters. And it's funny because you meet people that when you meet like a real liberal that like does have like cares about things and you're like oh you're just a regular person that wants to stop bad things from happening yeah it's like oh you're a good person but they get overshadowed mm-hmm. the same way that someone who maybe just doesn't like abortion yeah they just, they just don't like I, I don't like abortion sure right i got the, i'm like oh this fucking sucks like we're killing the technical like a, like a child like you're, yeah. you're killing a what could be a child now would i ever tell a woman she can't get one no i wouldn't yeah but it's like it's like I hate the way everything is black and white now. You're a racist or you're a snowflake. You're, you know, it's it's that's the problem is we just don't communicate because once you because every communication if you start a conversation off with you're a fucking idiot, no one's gonna listen to you. Yeah, I've yeah. had conversation with hillbillies before and they go, man, getting the guns way too easy. They go, I never, I never say that to anybody, but it's just way too easy. And I'm like, no, it is. And so like now, now if you had a conversation with that hillbilly and you talk to him like a human. He maybe would tell you that. He yeah. maybe would vote to put more stops into people having guns. 
But when you go, you conservative racist piece of shit, you dumb redneck, you dumb redneck. Yeah, it's like, dude, when he, you'd say when Hillary Clinton lost the election, the fucking day I can tell you when she lost it, when she said deplorables, because you cut off an entire group of people. Yeah. By the way, because it's totally okay to make fun of white people. It's totally that's sure. that's one thing that is racist. You can you can put white the same with blacks for the longest time when they made black people. Every black person was a fucking thug, right? That's yeah. a, it happened forever. Every thug member was a black dude with a black accent. And now it's like every fucking hillbilly and every racist, yeah. um, they're, they're, they're all the same. Or any white person that, that is conservative. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. It's like they're all dumb and they're all stupid. And so that's what they portray us as. So it's like, why would they ever support you, you know? Yeah. And it, 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 it also depends on whatever side of the news you watch. If you watch Fox, white people, we are being murdered in the streets every day. <laughs> if you watch CNN, black people can't walk outside without a white person trying to touch their hair, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's just people... People, you in the algorithm of what you see. It's have you seen the fucking Social Network or not the Social Network? The I think what no. Oh, it was a documentary on Netflix. I think it was, it was Social like Network. The Social Dilemma. Social Dilemma. Yeah, yeah. The way it shows shit to you. Oh yeah. The way you crazy. can be a single mom looking at stuff, and if you click enough groups, it leads you to a chemtrail thing, mm-hmm. and then like you know, like I, it's people just suck, dude, and that's why this this is why this is what I love about this garage. As we sat here, this is what I love. People suck. Society sucks. Everybody sucks. However, I have cigars. I have liquor. I have a TV and I have an Xbox. So people are going <laughs> to suck. They're going to keep sucking. But I have exactly what I fucking need right here in this garage. I need nothing else. You do, man. Now, I'll ask you a couple more questions. One is uh, you, you're hooked into like the urban market, too, as a comic as well. Yeah. You know you do Chocolate Sundays. In <laughs> chocolate Sundays. And they love Long you there, man. Great, it's funny because I do Chocolate Sundays a lot, too. And a lot of people are like, why do you do Chocolate Sundays? What's, so what would you think is, is the reason that you, you resonate so well with that crowd? Just because you're honest? Yeah. That's the thing, dude. White people, white people, we fucking, we're so annoying because if you watch like a white person... <laughs> Like, you ever watch, like, a white person, like, talk to a black person, and all of a sudden their voice gets more hip and shit? <laughs> You're like, you stupid cracker. Yo, what's up, dog? Shut what's up? up? Yeah. It's like, dude, I'm just, this is just how I talk. And yeah. so I remember I, a long time ago, when I was young, I used to pander to black audiences, right? Mm. I'd, uh, I'd pander a lot. And then I would, like, randomly throw in stuff I would do with the white audience. And yeah. then it would work. And I'd be like, well, that's weird. It yeah. doesn't make... I didn't know... I, I was so racist, probably. I was like, I don't know black people understood regular jokes, you know? But... Because it, it is tough. I will say it is tough as a white person just to do your... If you if you have, like, a... like a, I guess, like, a nerdy white set with, like, set-up punchline, they don't really respond the same... Like, if it's, like, a... I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, that alt-comedy. Like, alt-comedy, yeah. they, they do not respond well to that, no. right? And so, but I remember the way I tell stories is just like story based. But I remember when I told stories with black crowds, I had to speed up. I had to have more punchlines, which in the end, though, works across the board. Yeah. Because if you have more punchlines with a white audience, it works better too. Black people just give you less time. Yeah. You know? And so, but I remember I learned that in Atlanta. I would do Uptown Comedy Corner, and then I would oh, do Cats Cafe. Yeah. And um, all black room. Carlos Miller was the host. Carlos Miller's a star now. And so I remember I'd do that every, almost every week I'd do one of those clubs. And then I would also go to Laughing Skull, which is more like a hip mm-hmm. money, you know, cracker, you know, kind of room. And then I would do like a fucking hillbilly, you know, cousin fucking room in Macon. And I would do the same set. And then I would just, that's why I think I resonate with black people is because I did it early on. And I kind of like learned 
across i couldn't really pander you yeah. can't pander three times in a night to three different crowds sure you just got to learn how to do your shit and this was going to be and so you know black people don't respond well to gay jokes like no. if, if it's bad if it's like pro gay i love them to death they don't respond well no. they just don't <laughs> but you kind of just you learn how to make it you learn that okay i'm gonna make this work universally yeah and so that's why I think I respond well with them, though, because I don't change anything. But they can tell I don't. And I'm not scared to say anything. I'll sure. say whatever I want. Yeah. And so that's why the other day, when I, the week, uh, a couple weeks ago, I wanted to make sure I went back to Chocolate Sundays because now I don't have an opportunity to do crowds. I'm not around like an all-black audience anymore. Yeah. You know? Also, no. And so I'm not in Atlanta. So I wanted to find like an all-black audience. I'm like, all right, let me, have, I, have I changed? Have I, have, I, have I cooked it up? Or what have I done? And I did the, my regular set, didn't change a word. And it was like... Just awesome because they just laughed. And yeah. I was like, okay, these are like this joke. They still, I feel like that's a downfall of a bunch of white people. Yeah. A bunch of downfall of a bunch of white comics is, would you do that joke in front of a black crowd? Do it in front of a black crowd. Yeah. If you're going to make this shit work, unless you're going to be that guy that has one particular level of audience. Yeah. If you're going to be that guy, then be that guy. But if, if you're going to try to make it work, then make it work in front of an all black crowd. For sure. All black crowd, they, they keep you real truthful. You got to go, you got to have a bunch of punchlines. You don't have to go fast. But you have to have a bunch of punchlines yeah, in there. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. that's what I, I think it's the most important thing. At the same time, if you're going to be a liberal comic, go do those jokes in Alabama. Absolutely. And see if they work there. If you're going to be a, a conservative comic, go do them in New York. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to do that, make sure it works everywhere. That's what me and Dusty Slay, when we did Montreal, that was our big, the big thing that everyone told us. They go, you two guys were probably the only people that could have done your act like everywhere. Yeah. Where our, our, our jokes would have worked everywhere. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. Well, listen. Uh, this has been a, this has been great, man. You're an awesome dude. I, we Thanks, dog. Forever. I could talk to you forever, man. You're an amazing comic and a great guy. Everyone fucking loves you. And sure I look my best, for, dude. What what, uh, what should we tell people about you? What, what do you have coming up? I know there are things you got to keep under wraps for now. Yeah, I got some things under wraps, so we'll talk. We'll do a follow up podcast later. Um, for now, if you're listening, uh, do not follow me on Instagram. They can suck my dick. <laughs> um, you can go to my YouTube. My YouTube is Rocky Dell Davis, and that's probably the most important thing. I have a Patreon as well, but you can find the link from there to go to Patreon. But just uh, go to my go to my YouTube, man. Check out my clips. We got a podcast. Welcome to Brookwood. Um, this actually doing really fucking well. Surprisingly, awesome, yeah. it's weird when you just keep consistency. The shit yeah. does grow, and so the podcast is doing phenomenal right now. And um, and yeah, so do that. Go check out YouTube, Rocky Del Davis, and um, Bill. I'm thankful for you. And you're about to do an episode with me and my Patreon right Hell now. Yeah, man. We're gonna have a little fun. So yeah. thanks for tuning in, guys. All right, bye bye.